Hey everybody, welcome back. Happy Skews Day to you. It is June 28th, 2022. I'm Trey Crowder and that's Mark Agee. What's up, Mark? What's up, Trey? The FDA is coming for jewel pods, buddy. Uh, I just saw that news. I know you were traveling last week. Uh, the thing that was funny to me about that is the FDA announced they were banning, the government announced they were banning jewel pods the same day the government, the Supreme Court, announced they were literally taking a gun everywhere. Yeah. They're going to overturn a bunch of state gun laws. Got their priorities in line. Hang on just a second here. Hang on. Sorry, yeah. sorry, everybody. It is I'm just amazing. Feedback or something. I'm not hearing it. If you're worried about it, um, but it's okay. just amazing. It's funny to me that the government announced that it's the same day. It's like we're going to let everybody carry a gun and make a bunch of people quit smoking cold turkey. What could go wrong? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Matt is saying, "Move your phone, Mark." I don't know. Oh yeah, yeah. That's it. Here we go. Oh, all right. How about that? That didn't yeah. fix it. Okay, cool. Well, anyway, yeah, oh. the jewel jewel pod thing. I just don't really get why, like. I know they say it has something to do with their like targeting children in particular, but there's still myriad other vape options. I don't, I just, I kind of don't really understand it. And I was right before we started, this came up and I said, it's like the shit like Smirnoff ice and Mike's hard lemonade and those type of things. Like that shit's for teenagers too, you know? And it's like, it's a, you know, pretty thinly veiled thing. I don't know why they're not outlawing that stuff at the same time. I just kind of, I don't get how they pick and choose things. Dude, every beer is market. Like someone, uh, this isn't my point, but someone pointed out that like a beer commercial is typically, a guy getting away from his nagging woman to go, and he pops open a beer and a bunch of bikini babes show up. <laughs> and that's like, it was like, that doesn't make any sense. Like that doesn't like, like a normal, healthy marriage. Like, no, no, the, the, the woman's a standing character for a mom. This is yeah. like telling kids that it'll be cool if they drink beer. Yeah. So, yeah. So it's like, I don't know, man. It's always, it's always for the kids and ever some shit like that happens, except when you want to stop guns from being carried into a school. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, goddamn. All right. Well, uh, you want to yeah. get into it? Let's get into it. Well, I wanted to talk before we. Yeah, I wanted to talk about this story before we get into it. So, an LAPD cop died during a training exercise where they had a bunch of other cops beat him to simulate a mob. What? Um, and it, they, it, he died a couple weeks ago, and all this truth just came out because they, originally they lied and said he just fell. He just fell and was paralyzed and got a punctured lung and a, and a, and a ruptured liver. <laughs> and uh, Fuck. That's yeah. fucking crazy. That sounds and like a fucking code red or something. You know, for like a few does, good right? men. That sounds if like that type of shit. That's yeah, wild. They did, it, did it on purpose because a bunch of rolling around. That would also make sense. But I don't know that. But like what mob are they training for? Because there have been like, like – uh, pro-choice protests and the cops were beating the crap out of a bunch of women, including, uh, they beat mm -hmm. up, uh, 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 Stephanie Tanner from full house, uh, Jody, uh, Jody Sweeten. Yeah. That one of the protests and the cops beat the crap out of her. And someone made this point that like, whenever you see a news co news covers, a protest turned violent. It's just because cops started beating people. It's like, that's, it's the, it's the, the cops turning violent. So I guess that's the mob they're practicing for is the ones I, they create. Oh, I was going to say, maybe that was the idea. The other officers were the one training. You know what I mean? Like they were, they <laughs> yeah. were the, the, we got it backwards. They were training yeah. to be in a mob and you know, yeah. so that's yeah. what you got to do. No, yeah. that's fucking, that's super fucked up. Another cop pro-choice protest news. Uh, this uh, officer who's running for um, uh, state Senate in, what was it? Rhode, Rhode Island. Island. Rhode Island. Went to, a, 
went to a protest where his his opponent in the in a general election was there, and he beat the crap out of her. Yeah, uh, he he running against a, a a black lady Democrat candidate, and he mm-hmm. punched her in the face at a protest. It's just like yeah, but, uh, but a lot of other GOP candidates are like, finally, somebody does what we've all been thinking. Uh, I can't believe he dropped out. He would have been a shoe in to win. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's how you uh, energize the base right there. Punch a lady yeah. at a fucking pro-choice rally. God damn yeah. it. Shit is yeah. wild. All right. So yeah. with us as always is producer Matt. This is Weekly Skews. I want to remind you, of course, a couple things. Number one, if you want to see me live, you can go to TreyCrowder.com for tickets. I'm on a solo tour right now. Started last week in Ohio. Thanks to everybody who came out to those shows. They were awesome. I'm in Virginia this week. A lot of other places after that. I'm doing a full hour, whole bunch of new material. We're having fun with it. I hope you'll come see me. Trey Crowder. Dot com. Secondly, if you like this show and you want to show your support, you can do so by signing up on Patreon. $5 a month gets you access to full-length bonus episodes. We've done plenty. We're going to do plenty more. We're having fun with it. We hope you'll consider it. You go to weeklyskews.com slash more or look me up on Patreon either way and expand your universe, y'all. All right. As for the show tonight, after today's big bombshell-laced January 6th hearing, it sure does seem like Donald Trump had every intention of personally leading the charge that fateful day a whole lot of shit came out of this and y'all and we're going to talk about all of it fret not though that doesn't mean we're going to ignore the tidal wave of shit that's come out of the supreme court recently bad decision after bad decision we'll talk about those too all that and more on tonight's skews but first of course the daily dumbass matt graphic please tonight's dd sigmund freud for inventing slips like this one hit it matt President Trump, on behalf of all the MAGA patriots in America, I want to thank you for the historic victory for white life in the Supreme Court yesterday. (laughs) White life, everybody. Give it up for white life. The the best kind of life, am I right, MAGA rally? I've Uh, been told that uh, those lives matter, so uh, he... (laughs) Quite a, she's obviously trying to say right to life and yeah. uh, had a very unfortunate verbal snap. But I don't want to give her too much. That's Mary Miller, by the way. She's a congresswoman from Illinois. I don't give her too much credit because uh, this is a woman who has whose Wikipedia has a comment about Hitler section. So <laughs> uh, uh, that's unfortunate. That's not a standard yeah. section on Wikipedia. Not every, not just everybody has a, a Hitler's portion of their Wiki. <laughs> Live your live your life in such a way as to not have a comments about Hitler section yeah. on your Wikipedia. So on January 5th, 2021, the day before the day, um, two days into her first term, she just got elected. She did a prepared screech, uh, speech screech, uh, to, a, to a conservative group called Moms for America. She quoted Hitler saying, each generation has the ability to teach and train the next generation. You know, if we win a few elections, we're still going to be losing unless we win the hearts and minds of our children. This is the battle. Hitler was right on one thing. He said, whoever has the youth has the future. Now, that's not one of the better known Hitler quotes. So she's no, deep in the she, deep, deep, <laughs> deep in the lore, the Hitler lore, pulling out some, uh, yeah. some B-sides from Hitler's oeuvre. Yeah, now it's we. this has actually come up before. I think we we're talking about Deshaun Jackson when he had his thing a while back early on in the show. But it's like you shouldn't have to be told to 
not say the words Hitler was right. Like, I don't care about the context or what comes after that. You just generally speaking should not ever start a sentence with Hitler was right. No, let me finish. Hang on. And it's just just about kids. He was great about kids. The other stuff, you know, but I'm just saying he had some positive qualities too. that Hitler, according to Mary Miller. <laughs> yeah, there's got to be thousands of quotes from well-known people about winning over the hearts and minds of young people. Right. Okay. Yeah. Not like Hitler's the only person who ever said that was important. No. And uh, this is a woman who also had employed a convicted pedophile, which she knew at the time as her campaign driver. So she's a, she's all one, this lady. A card. So, yeah. Yeah. Bit of a so, card, this lady. Yeah. She's a, she's out there making it happen. <laughs> and, well, yeah. You know who else is out there making it happen? Carrie Lake, gubernatorial candidate in Arizona. She's next on our honorable mentions for dumbass for disagreeing with a photo of herself. Let's see uh, this clip, Matt. We can't keep having elections that nobody can live with, and we can't have this level of fraud anymore. Understanding that every Republican leader in Washington says that Joe Biden is the legitimate president, everyone. Um, but I understand what you're well, running on. But let me. They're let sitting me, there in Washington. They're sitting there in Washington. Understood. They're not here in Arizona. This is what we you're running on. I get it. Let journalists me just, to come out here and dig through this. Let me just ask you one thing. Uh, obviously, as a candidate, you come under scrutiny. The Washington Post has a story today. It says Arizona GOP candidate who criticized drag queens was once a fan, according to a drag queen. This is the quote. Arizona GOP gubernatorial candidate Carrie Lake, who has attacked drag queens as dangerous to children, attended the shows of drag queen Richard Stevens for more than 20 years and once hired him to perform at her home. Do you care to address that? I do care. I actually I actually do care to address that, and I'm really shocked. I'm actually appalled that Fox News would take defamatory story like that, and we are pursuing legal action against this drag queen. <laughs> I'm appalled that you would bring that up when you have not talked about our stolen election. You failed. We just to talk spent about three that. questions. Miss Lake, there's the picture there. You asked a number of questions yeah. about it. I played the Arizona this House speaker. Let's adjust. Let's address this story. So yeah, she's you get in the drag idea. right there. She's in drag there, too. She's dressed as Elvis. Uh, so <laughs> this whole thing is like whenever you say we, we've prepared, prepared a defamation lawsuit against this drag queen. Yeah. But, uh, going back to Mary Miller, live your life in such a way where you don't have to say yeah, we right. prepared a defamation lawsuit <laughs> against this drag queen. So, so Corey Lake, this moral panic around drag queens, which I know it's just the typical right wing moral panic. It just appeared out of nowhere, just fully generated right. by a bunch of people who don't mean anything they're saying, but they're all on the same page. And so she was doing that normal thing where she's trying to basically argue that drag queens are the same as pedophiles. And therefore right. we got to get rid of the drag queens and also the trans people conflating drag queens and yeah. trans people. Oh, dude, that's these. like chapter one of the homophobic playbook right there. Uh, uh, yeah. With uh, pedophiles. So this drag queen, it was a friend of ours, that guy named uh, uh, Steve Richard Stevens, who uh, performs under the name Barbara Seville. Uh, he just like got pissed off about her hypocrisy and was like, Hey, she's a friend of mine. We used to hang out. I performed at her house. She used to come to bars where I performed and all this stuff. And her response has been like, how dare you? That's it. <laughs> yeah. And you can't, by the way, you can't 
sue somebody for defamation, what they're saying is true. It's really hard to sue for defamation, even what they're saying isn't true, contrary to the results of that stupid Johnny Depp case. Um, I'm not saying that what she said isn't true. I'm just saying that like that case should have been thrown out because it had no merits in a lot of different ways. But so this quote um, from uh, Stephens, a.k.a. Barbara Seville, uh, there are people more vulnerable than me, and that's why I worry about when people say trans people are gay, people are this or that. It's horrible. It's not true. And she knows it's not true. That's how you do solidarity, buddy, because he's going to get a death threats for this ship. He's standing up for people he sees as having a harder time than him. Yeah. And I just want to talk about this, like, <laughs> uh, drag moral panic for a second. When I was a kid, mm-hmm. we did a drag beauty pageant at Southern Baptist Church Camp. Yeah. We we, we talked about this on the Well Red podcast before because it came up. It sort of occurred to me, uh-huh. and I brought it up, and Corey and Drew were like, yeah, we did too. But when I, I was in high school, and my senior year in high school was part of the Relay for Life, we held a big drag show where me and all the other senior boys got dressed up in drag and the girls all put makeup on us and stuff like that. We went out there and my buddy Kobe won for being a total floozy, just slutting it up out there. Some of us have class, Kobe, all right, trying to be tasteful. But either way, yeah. And it was like, no, it was, I loved it. It was, you know, big hit went over fine. Like no one, there was no moral panic about, and this is in Salina, Tennessee in the early two thousands. And come to find out it was a very common thing. Evidently, like it had a lot of people did that. And Dude, yeah, every, every, most high schools in America do a powder puff football game fundraiser where the cheerleaders play football and the players dress up as cheerleaders. Right. <laughs> Wearing the skirts and everything. Well, I was just remember this other day. When I was in fourth grade, me and three buddies uh, for a 4-H talent competition uh, dressed up in in drag and lip synced Dude Looks Like a Lady. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the most embarrassing part of that was I played alto sax in, in, in uh, elementary middle school band. There's no saxophone in that song, but still a good wish I had. So I pretended I airplayed alto sax to a song <laughs> that didn't have a saxophone in it. <laughs> And that's the only part about that that's embarrassing. <laughs> Thinking outside the box, man. That's all. Like, look, I got a saxophone. What? What else am I gonna do? Me, me and Corey talked about this last last week uh, on the show. You must belay. Drag shows are campy and silly. They're not sexual. They're extremely. Mm. They, they're just fun. And like, the, the sexual part of it, Corey talked about a time he made out with a drag queen at a drag show. <laughs> but, yeah. But that's like. Of course he did. Uh, I. <laughs> I don't, I don't know what to, these people, it's just insane. I don't yeah, know. it is insane. Go to drag shows before legal, they're a good term. Our next, our, our next honorable mention for Daily Dumbass is this guy for thinking he could, so he could assassinate Rudy Giuliani so simply. Let's watch this yeah. horrible attack. Watch this. That's Rudy yeah. right there with his back to us. He's at a shop, right? There's no sound oh, here. Yeah. Like, there it was. Sorry, yeah. should have had a content warning for you guys there. Uh, you know, if you're more sensitive, you <laughs> anything, might not want to watch this. It is pretty graphic. Oh, there it is. You see it again. Look at that. Trey, uh, that's the lesser man force. would have been taken out, but not Randy. Yeah. Trey, that's the amount of force you use to burp a baby. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that is not a lot of a force. That is, that's a guy named Daniel Gill who worked at the shop, right? Who walked by Giuliani, slapped him on the back, and said, What's up, scumbag? Uh, <laughs> For that, as is his right. <laughs> yeah, as of yet last night, so far he was he was arrested and charged with assault with intent to cause physical injury, harassment in the second degree, and menacing in the third degree. Menacing uh, in the third degree. Is that because yeah. he said like scumbag and not fuckface or something? Like if he'd uh, you know dropped an f bomb in there, would that have up to the degree of menacing? 
menacing in the second. I didn't know menacing had degrees. I don't know what menacing is from a legal legal perspective, but if that's an example of it, then I mean, I've definitely menaced some people before. <laughs> Slapping on the back, what's up, dickhead? Big. I wasn't watching where I was going in the grocery store yesterday, and I missed the hell out of somebody. Just bumped yeah. right into them. Um, but now, if y'all haven't seen, if you don't know what we're the reason we're saying all this is because that the way we've been joking about it is the way that Rudy Giuliani has genuinely presented it. He's uh, said that if he had if he wasn't in such good shape, he could have been knocked down and possibly killed by that man <laughs> assaulted him. It's all real things that he said, and then the video comes out, and you can see what happened there. Yeah, and then we have to do this a lot in the show, but also don't don't pat people in the back uh, if you don't know. But, but also, it's not that big of a fucking deal. And uh, when you are in public life and are a controversial figure and try to overthrow democracy, people are going to have strong feelings about you. So you got to mm-hmm. maybe we should consider those things before you do them, and then walk around a shop, right? Yeah. <laughs> do you want to watch the the Newsmax clip, or do you want to move yeah. on? Yeah. You want to see it? Let's yeah, it's it. funny. Okay. Let's watch it real quick. So yeah. even yeah, even Newsmax not buying this. This is funny. We're at a big rally in Staten Island, right around the corner from where I was attacked yesterday. <laughs> we have that actually. You were at a, I guess, a oh, delicatessen of some kind. I'm going to show the people what happened, and you tell me because let me see the video if you don't mind. Uh, this person with the hand on your back. I got to be honest, it doesn't look that bad, but I, I understand that looks can be deceiving. You know, that that was that was the woman who was rubbing my back, not the guy who hit me. That you're watching. I mean, he's just what? lying right there. I know yeah. what anybody we everybody saw the same video. How does he think that's going to work? He's like, oh, no, she was just rubbing my back, you know. To comfort yeah. me after the vicious assault, and everybody with eyes is like, no, we're talking about right before that. When you Trading. got lightly tapped on the back. Lib, lib, liberal flying media of Newsmax edited out the stone cold stunner that got hit him with right before. Right. Hey, actually, <laughs> Matt, play this a little further because he 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 goes further into it and just, it does get pretty wild. There's only like that. So the woman, that woman uh, gave a statement to the police that the guy hit me so hard that she herself almost fell. From the reverberation of <laughs> the city worker, right, there's a second grade detective. That yeah, it was such <laughs> a vicious strike that she almost was collateral damage. She almost yeah. fell down from the reverberations from the shock wave heard round like the world. A, it's like that uh, Bruce Lee five inch punch, man. It's like that one. It's like yeah, yeah. Like his heart didn't right. burst. <laughs> well, let's get into it. There was a big uh, bombshell hearing today in the January 6th committee saga. It was um, a surprise hearing, right? It was a you know, pop-up, pop-up hearing out yesterday. They announced it, and they said there was going to be this special guest, and there was rampant speculation. Who's it going to be? Is it going to be the British documentarian? Is it going to be this guy that organized to stop the steal? No, it was Cassidy Hutchinson, who was an aide to White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows, and she had a whole lot of shit to say, didn't she, Mark? She sure did, and one of the reasons they're saying they they kept her name secret and um, and, some, and dropped the surprise hearing is because they're worried about her security, which uh, she should be worried because everyone who, who even marginally confronts Trump gets hit with a bunch of death threats, and she's just a random twenty six year old woman who works in the private sector now, who uh, doesn't have a security detail or money for you know armed guards. So uh, but yeah, let's check out this first clip, which is about President Immortan Joe slash Toons is the driving cat. 
Now let's say this one first. Oh, this is. I want to show the, this clip. This is funny. <laughs> yeah, this is the guy that almost took us yeah. to our knees. Yeah, this is we're, we're such look. a dumbass country. This guy was through the government. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> so the dude that posted that said the context of it was he's doing like a classic bit of his where he like makes fun of female bodybuilders or something <laughs> like women Maybe. weightlifters. That's what he's doing there apparently. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just I like, don't know. what is the fucking context of that? It's like, I remember working with like this old road dog comic uh, back when I did sort of stand up. And this guy was still using references to like 80s bands and Bill Clinton. Yeah, right. And he was like, he was like, do you think I should update these references? And I was like, ah, but it works. <laughs> <laughs> it works, it works. Hell it works. with it. Yeah. yeah, no, this is the, like you said, President of Morton Joe here. Uh, yeah. One of the first big revelations. When the president got in the beast, he was under the impression from Mr. Meadows that the, beast the, the record movement to the Capitol know. was still possible and likely to happen, but that Bobby had more information. So once the president had gotten into the vehicle with Bobby, he thought that they were going up to the Capitol. And when Bobby had relayed to him, we're not, you don't have the assets to do it. It's not secure. We're going back to the West Wing. The president had very strong, a very angry response to that. Um, Tony described him as being irate. The president said something to the effect of, I'm the effing president, take me up to the Capitol now. To which Bobby responded, sir, we have to go back to the West Wing. The president reached up towards the front of the vehicle to grab at the steering wheel. Oh, my God. Mr. Engel grabbed his arm, said, sir, you need to take your hand off the steering wheel. We're going back to the West Wing. We're not going to the Capitol. Mr. Trump then used his free hand to lunge towards Bobby Engel. And Mr. when Mr. Renato had recounted this story to me, he had motioned towards his clavicles. Yeah. All right. So, so a couple of notes about who these people are. Um, Cassie Hubbard was a dip, was an aide to Mark Meadows, who was the chief of staff. And Bobby, who she's talking about, was the head of, head of, head of the president's uh, Secret Service detail. Um, this is like really interesting to me because it's a three quarter mile walk. He's fist fighting driver to read right Yeah, but dude, you saw him try to get up that <laughs> ramp that time or whatever. Yeah. You know, three quarter mile, that's a long walk for that dude. Plus, he got to save his energy because it's like batteries. Yeah. You can only, he only got so much of it. So, yeah, so, no, but the, him, the president trying to choke out his uh, his head of security with the Secret Service because that guy won't deliver him to a bloodthirsty mob of his, of his seditious followers is like, again, we say it all the time, but all this stuff, it's like pull yourself back from it a little bit and just appreciate how fucking insane that is. All How right. fucking insane all of this is. We've been hearing about it and living in it for so long now that it's like you forget or, or you know i don't know you get like jaded to it almost but that shit's crazy yeah we're beyond this point like it's you can't see how insane this shit is i don't know like this is watergate was about the nixon campaign hiring a few unemployed ex-cia guys to steal some oppo research right um, there's some other parts about it, like trying to discredit Daniel Ellsberg by stealing a psychiatrist. It was, it was like dirty stuff. It was nothing nearly 
trying to right. overthrow the government. <laughs> like right. Nixon was trying to make sure he won an election and kept control of the government, but like by, by some dirty tricks that were illegal, but it wasn't remotely this. Yeah. Um, and Nixon's a war criminal and an awful fucking person and, a ter- and was a terrible president all around. But like, I like, I do, let me phrase this way. I do not, you do not in any way have to hand it to Richard Nixon, but this is way fucking worse. Um, they, yeah. talk, talking about the beast stuff. So this, <laughs> the Trump message boards were lighting up with like breakdowns, the design of the beast in a really funny way. Um, like this, this, this message board quotes, they were, they were basically turned as a brooder film, whether or not the president could reach into the front seat. Um, because like, there's like a, it's like a partition that rolls up and down. The president has a button for us. So they're arguing about what, how fast he could roll down the screen. Right. And this, this is exchanged from the message, this message board. Devil's advocate here. The infographic says with a glass partition, only Trump has, Trump has a switch to lower. It's this guy saying, maybe he did roll it down. Uh, another guy's like, yeah, it'd be hard to do that quickly. Plus the aid is only talking hearsay, which is sort of true. We'll come back to that in a second. Um, but then this guy says he, he could definitely reach all the way to choke that guy because his hands are quite big. Never underestimate <laughs> the greatest POTUS of all time. Uh, so <laughs> no, actually, so that the I, I read those comments earlier, too, and he says never underestimate. Doesn't it say G-E-O-B-U-S? Yeah, I thought it, it said greatest. I thought it said G-POTUS. I'm assuming it's the greatest president of all time. Maybe I misread it. I, I thought it said for that. G, I thought it's like. God Emperor of Oh of the United States. Yeah, yeah. that's what it's definitely what it is. God Emperor of the United States. Yeah. So it's pretty so, wild. And everyone uh, knows he doesn't have big hands. That guy's gotta be trolling. That's like one thing everybody's got to admit to, I feel like. Yeah. Uh people are saying this this testimony is hearsay. It's not hearsay because she's not testifying that it happened. She's testifying that I got Tony told her it happened. And the Secret Service put out a, st- a statement today saying uh, it was kind of wishy-washy trying to split the difference. Saying they're being they're being forthright, you know, will whatever, but not all this happened exactly the way they said. Yada yada yada. It doesn't matter. The Secret Service loves Trump. I mean, they were they're trying to usher Pence away from the fucking Capitol so he couldn't certify the election. Um, but what's funny about this is the Secret Service might not have just saved Trump's life, but also his ass legally because the difficult connection here is between connecting all the chicanery that's going on with the the, the coup attempts in the states to, to send alternate states of electors, North Georgia's election, all that shit with the violence at the Capitol. If right. he had walked up the Capitol steps with the mob, that would have been all the proof you need that he was leading the mob to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. You would hope, you know, if, you, yeah. if he literally led the mob physically, then, you know, you'd hope we wouldn't still be arguing about it. Although I don't know, dude, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> they'd, they'd he, still be some kind of shit they were spending. You'd still be wondering if there are ever going to be actual consequences, you know, but yeah. And the president, look, the thing about this is the president knew the mob had weapons and he knew they had weapons because yep. we'll skip down a little bit, Matt, um, and we'll come back to this stuff. But like they had metal detectors. They call them mags. If you listen to testimony, I'm not sure why it's a brand. I don't know. But they could call them mags. Metal detectors don't speak and people refusing to go through the metal detectors. Trump tried to order them to get rid of the metal detectors because yeah. uh, he wanted a bigger crowd. Yeah, he was mad. Yeah, he was mad at the size of his crowd and they were trying to yeah. tell him they were like, well, they got to go through the metal detectors to get in here. And a whole bunch of them are refusing to do so because mm-hmm. they clearly are armed and don't want to have it confiscated. And so Trump was like, I don't give a shit that they're armed because mm-hmm. they're not here to hurt me. I, they're here to hurt Mike. Yeah. <laughs> and everybody else. Why would I be scared? They love me. Yeah. But no, he literally said, I don't care that they have weapons. They're not here to hurt me. Let them yeah. in, and then they can but, then they can go straight to the Capitol. 
if you're a Secret Service agent, even if you're full on MAGA, you're like, I got a pension. And this fucking dumbass wants to wander in <laughs> to a yeah. crowd of armed people who are crazy as shit. They might very well think he's a Trump impersonator trying to, from the deep state, who's a body double, some QAnon shit, and fucking shoot him or hit him with brass knuckles or whatever it is they got. And it just, it's absolutely insane to me that he wanted to like wander out. Like no president could wander into a crowd of people who hasn't gone through metal detectors. That's uh, no. there was a there was a Secret Service agent who got in trouble because he did the Secret Service uh, Obama Secret Service detail actually let a guy get on an elevator uh, carry a concealed weapon and like heads rolled for that shit. So imagine what would yeah. happen if if like. Probably the biggest secret security detail he'd ever been around in his life. Let him wander into an armed crowd. <laughs> yeah, that's you know what else? Insane. You know what else? I think is a, a a funny takeaway from this is it seems to me like based on this information that neither Trump nor anyone else around him that day was aware of how many secret Antifa agents were in that crowd. Mark, like you know, did he not think about that? We all know that they've you know Antifa was all over the place yeah. January sixth. They really did the worst of it. Well, surely he doesn't want them to be armed. It seems like an oversight to me. Um, yeah. So Hutchinson uh, did actually <laughs> talk about that. She was she was like in the room where they decided to blame Antifa after they realized it all looked bad. It was a very quick audible. It was, it's like, they have like three plays in the playbook. It's like, it's like, right. you get the flow charts, like drag Queens, Antifa, George Soros. It's like, eh, just throw a dart and hit one. Um, so let's, this has nothing to do with the actual uh, riot, but you want, you want to think about whether or not uh, the president's brain is stable or not. Let's watch mm -hmm. her talk about this, um, Let's call it a lunch incident, real quick. <laughs> this was this is from this happened on December first after Bill Barr gave an interview to the Associated Press where he said right. the election was not stolen; it was a fair election. Tablecloth off of the dining room table. He motioned for me to come in, and then pointed towards the front of the room near the fireplace mantle and the TV, where I first noticed there was ketchup dripping down the wall and there's a shattered porcelain plate on the floor. The valet had articulated that the president was extremely angry at the attorney general. All right, so, yeah. so I guess I clip cut off, but she says that he, he is so mad at the attorney general, he threw a plate against the fireplace and there was ketchup running out of the wall. So that's not actually, that's that's not a crime or anything except you against you know dinosaur shaped chicken nuggets or whatever. Which is, I would totally buy that. That's what he was having for lunch too. Just for a sure. plate of plate of chicken nuggies hurled into the wall by a tam temper tantrum having president. Yeah, uh, the guy was not in a good space in December uh, 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 2020 and January 2021. Um, so. <laughs> As far as actual crimes, uh, they straight up did witness tampering that the witnesses snitched to them about. Uh, let's watch this video clip real quick, man. Samples of answers we received to this question. First, here's how one witness described falls from people interested in that witness's testimony. Quote, what they said to me is as long as I continue to be a team player, they know I'm on the right team. I'm doing the right thing. I'm protecting who I need to protect. You know, I'll continue to stay in good graces in Trump world. And they have reminded me a couple of times that Trump does read transcripts. And just keep that in mind as I proceed through my interviews with the committee. 
you can cut that, Matt. They had another example of a, a similar sort yeah. of thing where it's like, hey, uh, remember, to, remember to look out for us. We'll take care of you. You take care of us, which reminds me of that, that drive by trucker song, Boys from Alabama. Good song, but it's about yeah. threatening, threatening witnesses. Well, um, it's funny because it's also, I feel like there's an implication here that it's like, they reminded me several times that he does read transcripts. So it's, it's, it's like they're saying like, listen, we know it seems like he doesn't read, okay? <laughs> but we got, we cannot stress to you enough. He actually does read. And so, you know, that's, you might want to think about that. <laughs> that's what jumped out to me, too, is like there was yeah. all those stories about like how they're having to boil down the, the, the daily national intelligence brief, like four pages, and it's mostly pictures because he couldn't get through it. But he's right. a career criminal, so he knows how to read legal transcripts. So yeah. <laughs> that's really funny to me. <laughs> the only thing he reads is people is testimony against him. Um other revelations from that hearing, uh, Rudy Giuliani and Mark Meadows sought pardons. I wonder if we can get a pardon for that shop, uh, shop plate guy for uh, his vicious assault on Rudy Giuliani. And uh, this is sort of tangentially related to the last hearing, but uh, Senator Ron Johnson, who has been fingered as a guy who was trying to hand deliver the fake electors to Mike Pence on January 6th, originally said he didn't know anything about it. Then he tried to blame it on an intern. Then he tried to blame it on a, on a congressman, the House of Representatives, who said, nah, fuck you, bro. Anyway, so reporters tried to ask him about this, and he tried to pull the "I'm on a phone call" thing, and this is how yeah. that went. Classic. Yeah. <laughs> He's still doing the bit. Yeah. Well, you got to commit to it, dude. Yeah. It's like, oh god. He's like, this is, is like he... the center's version of I'm going through a tunnel. Yeah. Is he saying anything? You think like it's fun? Like you know, there's that classic. Like, oh uh, yeah, no, I'll... affirmative. Yeah. Um. Uh... But, in route, really, uh, pick the kids up. Sure. Yeah. Just trying to think of fake shit to say to no one. It's too bad. It's not in 1996. They could have just called Mr. Movie phone. <laughs> just yeah. At least had the phone work. <laughs> Call to see what time it is. That three level three eleven thing. Oh yeah. So, so, uh, these are straightforward fucking crimes. And I don't right. like it. This like, I'm no prosecutor, but I think I can win this case. And Merrick Garland is just like over there, you know, sitting on his balls. And uh, watching, yeah. Uh, so I was gonna ask you, like, TV. first of all, do you know? So this was like this was a previously unannounced hearing that they like announced yesterday. Mm-hmm. Is did, did they move one up or like is this an extra one? Like, are they still gonna do the other ones that they intended to do, and they just added one onto it, or are they just like shifting stuff around? Do you know? I think they always plan to do this one. I, like I said, I think they just dropped a surprise because they're worried about Hutchins was worried about our security. Um, oh, because okay. I mean, like. You got to remember, congressmen don't spend much time in D.C., so they all had to make plans to be in town. I don't even know if Congress is in session right now in general. Um, And so, so, yeah, yeah. about Merrick Garland and all that, do you think, is there any optimism? It's like, oh, you know, waiting. We got to get through this whole series of hearings. You get the bulk of everything out there, and then maybe some actual action will be taken. Or DOJ's. DOJ is doing something because the but the office of the inspector general, which isn't right under Merrick Garland's direct command because he's office inspector general is like an ombudsman type role where you're just like an outside yeah. like sort of like uh, uh, they're sort of like internal affairs ish, aren't they? There like, you go. Yeah, right. Every every cabinet department has an office inspector general is a problem who's who's, who's bailiwick is just to look for like fraud and abuse right. and stuff like that. Yeah, and so they got a warrant to take John Eastman's phone. John Eastman is of course the lawyer from the Claremont Institute who was advising them on all their coup strategies. They, they confiscated his phone and then sent it to a weird lab. No one usually sends, the FBI doesn't usually send their shit to. They, they, I can't tell what they're up to. So I don't know if Mayor Garland's doing that or if that's about maybe John Eastman was in contact with a DOJ employee who was up to some no good shit. And that's what the Office Inspector General is looking for. 
Um, so I don't know, but DOJ is doing something, but holy fuck, do it faster, man. Yeah. Yeah. No shit, man. I know. It's like, it's been said a million times, every time something else comes out about this and now we're into this, you know, with the actual hearings and they're presenting the whole case and laying it out there. But all the time it's like, okay, so anything now, like, (laughs) like in terms of something actually happening, actual consequences, repercussions, or just movement just anything yeah. at all is there are we ever going to reach that point or are we just going to like they're just going to wrap it up and everybody's going to be like well that sure was some wild shit huh anyway it, it appears the that the, <laughs> the leading number one sign of uh democrat leadership brain is that it's general assumption that things will just work out on their own if you don't do shit right yeah it's like everybody and with that i think it's a good time to turn to the fucking supreme court Sure. Um, yeah, they've been so on one. I titled this section uh, Supreme Court. Actually, the Constitution is a suicide pact. Um, the Constitution without a suicide pact is one of those lines from a um, Supreme Court dissent that everyone, that a lot of people typically remember, but don't know the context of it. Now, I agree with the sentiment. The particular case it's about is weird bullshit because it was like some priest in Chicago who'd been suspended gave a speech to a bunch of racists that riled them up and started a mob fight. And he got arrested, got a $100 ticket for incitement and a ticket to the Supreme Court. And uh, the court ruled that he had free speech rights. And this was a minority opinion saying that, well, the guy should be able to say his racist shit. And I guess I generally agree. Uh, but I, <laughs> incitement's one of those weird areas of the law that no one can really agree what it is or, or how it works. Um, but there's like a bunch of those like from the Supreme Court. And I, I rant a lot about the Supreme Court. And I think everybody will, in the last couple of weeks has come to see why. Because the Supreme Court is fucking stupid. <laughs> it, is one of, it is one of these stupidest things like if you read anything about the supreme court opinion you're like wait what are they saying how do they think the world works where are these fucking coming from why do they think this is okay or why do they think that's not okay or how did you arrive at this because they're like none of these people come from the real world except for like i think kagan was like or was it sotomayor was a was it was a uh um worked in like civil rights litigation stuff for a while they actually had so i went to like a like a public college but everyone, every, almost all these motherfuckers went to this, like, Corsage and Kavanaugh went to the same private high school. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's a very small world of people that do this, and very little do they come in contact with the real world. And I wanted to say, before we get into this, these cases, again, we're going to talk about Roe in a little bit. But, like, you can't, it's hard to wrap, the routine stupidity that comes out of this. Like, there's a, um, there's a case called... Um, Shin versus Ramirez. Five Four Pod did an episode, this week's episode on that. I listened to it this morning, and I was just like, my jaw was on the floor because one of the, this guy was convicted and given the death penalty for murder for his girl, his girlfriend's kid, who most medical experts said wasn't murdered, and what would escalate to a death penalty offense is that he allegedly uh, sexually abused her. Except there's no proof that happened either, and so he had bad lawyers in his appeal, first case and his appeal that didn't raise any of this evidence. And he's trying to say, look, I have evidence of my, of my actual innocence. Can I have an evidentiary hearing just to show you it? You might still give me the death penalty, but can I fucking show you that I might not have done this thing? And they're like, and Clarence Thomas wrote a ruling. It was like, well, it's your fault. Your lawyer was bad. And also, yeah, you can you can keep appealing, but you can't get your evidentiary hearing. It's like, but I, what's the point of me going to a hearing if I can't show you any fucking evidence? Right. Yours, the set was like raising all this shit. Like, this is fucking... What are you saying? There's no like you just you just really want to kill this guy. That's basically it. As they started from like I really want to kill this guy, work backwards. The, the first half of the opinion is just recounting how gruesome the crime was, 
right. the whole argument was I didn't right. do it. That he didn't do it. Right. Yeah. But like, I didn't do it. Well, here's the reason we're not leaving. Let you show the evidence you didn't do it because this crime was horrific. It was so really like, bad. If it was a crime, then the guy who was out, the guy who did it still fucking out there probably. Right. It's just like you end up in these like like Alice in Wonderland logic problems. And um, the in all these cases that came down, even if they stand on their own logic, you cannot read one of these opinions and read the next opinion and be like, they're saying exact opposite shit. I'm talking about like the gun ruling. They it's like an abortion they threw back to the states and the gun the, the, right. the, the concealed carry permit they took away. Yeah. Yeah, back to um, back, back to back. The, the gun was the gun was first, right? But in the gun ruling, yeah. it was they they were basically like, listen, states can't just decide things like this, you know. And then right after that, when they overturned Roe, they were like, we really think that the states should be able to decide things like this. Yeah. And it's literally back to back, actually. So uh, Clarence Thomas, I covered on my uh, personal Patreon this week. I do like reviews of high level political figures, and I did Clarence Thomas for obvious reasons. And there was a quote in there that said he'd received criticism because uh, it's been um, insinuated that though he is a pronounced originalist, right, when looking at the Constitution and things like that, his record seems to indicate that he is a staunch originalist when that philosophy favors a Republican political outcome and less of an originalist when it does not. So basically it's just like, you know, if it aligns with him politically, then, you know, he'll uh, he'll use the Constitution, and when it doesn't, he goes the other way, and I'm sure that most of them are like that. But he's another one also, and uh, we're not going to just talk about Clarence Thomas, but you're talking about how Gorsuch and uh, uh, Kavanaugh went to the same private high school. You know, he was the son of, like, sharecroppers and shit, abject poverty in, in uh, Savannah, outside Savannah, Georgia, first person in his family to ever go to college or any of that stuff. But he went to Yale and everything. He was, like, Black Panther adjacent and kind of a radical black nationalist and stuff and during the Civil Rights era. And then somewhere in the 70s, just completely flip-flopped. He started reading fucking Ayn Rand and stuff like that. And uh, he said he went to a lot of anti-Vietnam War protests and that those turned him against leftist policies or something that like going to anti-war protests made him a conservative or something. But he's mm-hmm. just, he's fucking white. It, I got the impression because he's talked a lot about racism and he acknowledges racism as being a problem. In fact, he says it's such a problem that it can never be fixed in this country. It will always exist. But he seems to have the opinion on it that's like sort of similar to J.D. Vance and the fucking Hillbilly Elegy where it's like, listen, there's a lot of problems in the black community. They need to just work harder and be responsible mm-hmm. and bootstrap and not rely on the government to give them handouts. It's like they got to pick themselves up and, you know, like that type of attitude towards it, uh, which is just yeah. wild. Shit is wild, it's, completely lacking in empathy, which is, you know, what you find uh, with these yeah. people all the time. That's sort of at the core of most of it. But, yeah, he's a he's a wild son of a bitch. He, like, basically, he's like, I, I did it so you can do it, too. Exactly. Which like, exactly. Which, which ignores how the right wing legal apparatus works, where the easiest way to advance yourself is just to become a conservative, especially if you have a Clarence Thomas's background in ethnicity. And like the 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 idea that like like uh, law students will tell you this, they know if they want to get good clerkships, 
They just have to pretend to be right wing. And eventually the pretending stops because it's a, it's a great gravy train. But you get like you get in the federal society, you get good clerkships, you get you get pushed up the court, you get to be a federal judge with no fucking experience. Like, like Amy Coney Barrett spends like a year doing that and then gets to go to the Supreme Court. Well, all she'd ever done before is be like a law professor at a conservative Catholic college. Right. Notre Dame. And the so it's like there's no parallel infrastructure on the left. There's there's like. I don't know. I don't know if you go to if you go to law school. What seventy five percent of the kids probably identify as like center left or left wing, and then you have, but then the money comes calling, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then anyway, so anyway, Clarence Thomas. By the way, the thing that killed me about the role ruling is like Clarence Thomas is on his second marriage. He got divorced, mm-hmm. and he's a Catholic. You and me are better Catholics than Clarence Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> so shut the fuck up about religion. Uh, so the thing when you read these opinions, it's like, are they being, they're being stupid on purpose in the sense that they start from, from an endpoint and then work backwards, omitting a bunch of context and legal history and American right. history to arrive at the desired conclusion. Like this is the dumbest fucking opinion, but these guys went to Yale. They know like this, this paper, this paper would fail you out of Yale. So like, they can't be this stupid, but then you get to the part where they're, the way they aren't stupid on purpose. They don't understand the second and third order effects of their rulings. Like, right. They, there's no acknowledgement in the ruling on Roe what it's going to actually do to people. They don't seem to understand. No. The well, they also they go out of the, with the whole right to privacy aspect of it. They go out of the way in the ruling to be like, listen, this isn't going to affect other things in that way. But it's like, how is it not? <laughs> like, it's, you know, it's setting that precedent, isn't it? And it's basically like, well, just because we're telling you that it won't. It's like, yeah, most of y'all also said this would never happen either during your confirmation yeah. hearings. But here we are. Yeah. And they just in the last few weeks, as they do the sprint to the end of the term, all the opinions they released, talk about the handguns, and we're going to talk about Roe more in a second. They also, like, uh, there was like a federal ruling against, in, in a lower court that was also very conservative, the circuit that controls Louisiana, had struck down the racial gerrymander as being un, uh, unconstitutional because it's explicitly racist. And Supreme Court looked at that, it's like, no, nah, it's not. Fuck. It's like, and the, the reasoning, I don't even know why they're writing opinions. The, the opinion could just be, it's not, fuck you. Like Rose over, fuck you. Like why even write? Shit? <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, it doesn't it, 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 it's so goddamn stupid. But like all the all these opinions, they also like had a really they, they're requiring the state of Maine to fund Christian schools. They had a guy with a, a case about a football coach mm-hmm. in Tennessee, I think. No, no, Washington. Oh, it was Washington, okay. Yeah. Who made a made a huge stink about it being able to pray in, fa- in, in football games? They, the school district tried to accommodate him as much as possible, but he insisted on praying at the fifty yard line, making his players attend. And when I say making, they had uh, uh, statements from former. I'll talk about this picture in a second. They made they had, had statements from former players like, "Yeah, I, I, I'm not Christian. I grew up Muslim, but I pretended to pray with right. them because I thought coach would cut my playing time." Yeah, exactly. And, the majority opinion, like, well, this, the, the school district failed to accommodate his very mild request to pray quietly. That's pretty much the just by opinion. himself. They said yeah. he was kneel, kneeling privately alone and silently praying after games, and he was fired for that. And it's like apparently, yeah. evidently, none of that is true at all. So no. Sotomayor posted this in the dissent. There's photographic yeah. evidence that it's not true. It was she very performative a- and fucking attention seeking and agenda driven. It was not private and <laughs> introspective or any of that shit. And no. also, 
I've read that he didn't tech, he didn't get fired. He like his contract was up or something, and then he opted not to come back uh, yeah. because of all this shit. But they didn't like you know take punitive measures and just fire him. It's like you said, they tried to work with him on it for a long time, but it just became a bigger and bigger distraction. And also, I looked it up, Mark, and I just think this is kind of funny. When he was there, that high school where he's doing all this, they were like two and eight. <laughs> and three and seven the next year, which I found really funny because it's like you, you know they weren't blaming Jesus. The prayers aren't also. working, buddy. Yeah, they're exactly. But it's like those prayers <laughs> seem unanswered to me. Like they're all getting together out there. Like, well, here we are again, Lord. I don't, I don't know what happened with that. I thought we prayed pretty hard, but you know, twenty eight <laughs> points in the third quarter. Guess it wasn't hard it enough. Is. I didn't realize Butler County prayed so much harder than we do. But all right, we're hearing you. Uh, but yeah, it, is, it was just—it was, it was funnier to me that they—they were terrible yeah. while this was happening. You, you again talking about the right wing gravy train. It is illegal to fire a person if they're Christian. Now that's essentially like it doesn't like it doesn't matter whether they're two and eight. It's also funny to me that the Lord went two and eight. Right. Uh, yeah. I, don't know who's, I don't know who's going up against. I guess Satan. Satan's got better recruit. That's Nick Saban. So I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so. <laughs> This is just such insane. This is all insanely stupid. I like the Sotomayor put the pictures in the thing because, like, if their opinion's like, this is legal now, fuck you. Sotomayor's like, you're lying, fuck you. Here's a picture. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's just like, oh, God. All right, let's talk about Roe for a second. Um, we talked about this when, this when the draft opinion leaked and something I didn't say out loud because I, I think everybody listening sure probably knows this and it's obvious. But an impact of this ruling is that people are going to fucking die. Oh, yeah. For They're sure. They're going to die. I, I don't just mean from bad medical treatment. Women are going to kill themselves and they can't get abortions. Um, there's there's like so many – talking about how these justices being fucking stupid. They don't understand what they're meddling with. Um, this is also – in the sense of wanting more babies, this is anti-life in some really weird ways. Like I was – I think I told you I was texting with a buddy of mine in Texas who just had a kid via in vitro fertilization. And they didn't, they, they didn't know if they wanted a second kid. They have leftover embryos. They're trying to work with the clinic to try to ship the embryos out of state ASAP because they're not sure what's going to happen if those embryos eventually get destroyed. Is that murder charge? Right. And yeah, no that's, a, that's a very question. interesting question. Yeah, I mean, how does – so that's like a gray area right now with all this shit going on. They don't know exactly. But, I mean, yeah, yeah. if you decide you, – if you got these embryos for that purpose but you ultimately decide you don't want to use them – I don't like what is their stance that no, you got to take every last embryo you got. You got to carry that baby to term and have all of them. Elsewise, mm -hmm. you're a murderer. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah, right. Who not? Yeah, there's a lot of, you know, it's pretty, <laughs> a lot of complicated shit going on with this. So it doesn't make a lot of sense to just say, no, fuck you. Can't do it ever, no matter what. Uh, but that's what they're doing. A evangelical like like internet campaign hashtag campaign. It was like we will adopt your baby. With all these people to like, tweeting out there will adopt your baby. There's like four hundred thousand kids awaiting adoption in America right now, and another hundred thousand in foster care. America got those numbers flipped, but like there's tons of kids who need love right now, mm -hmm. and you're not doing it. So I don't fucking believe you. Right, you're lying. What you want is a specific kind of baby. You want a newborn white baby. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You don't Those want, are expensive, you want, Mark. You can't. <laughs> you don't want a three-year-old kid who's probably been through some shit and he's extra love because he because he's because he's been had some traumas. Who's in foster care? Like it's like, oh, these people make me so furious, man. Um. So, but these 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 trigger laws are written were written so poorly by such morons that like, uh, there've been legal actions specifically in Utah and Louisiana that blocked 
So as of right now, as of today, abortion is still legal in Utah and Louisiana against the wishes of state legislatures. Eventually, of course, they'll get their asses together and write laws that can hold up. Um, but there's also like been this campaign of utter bullshit about how now is a good opportunity for the GOP to pivot to being the party of creating a better safety net for moms and kids, which is really funny because all the states with the strictest abortion laws have the worst social safety nets. And of the course, comes already for moms and kids. Yeah, yeah, dude. No, I mean, we, we, you know, we talked about this when it first leaked, when this, this whole part of it, but this is always the part of it that infuriates me the most is that whole aspect of it. They talk shit about being pro-life, but don't give a fuck about these babies from the moment they are born onwards. And I've like, if they did, if they actually did this, which everybody knows they're not going to, but if they actually did take that stance and like <laughs> got really into better social safety nets and made that a priority and we're actually making those efforts, mm -hmm. then I still would not be on their side, of course, but it would be, you know, way less baldly hypocritical and uh, bullshitty than it is right now if they tried to back any of that up. But everybody on earth knows that they're not going to fucking do that because those people mm. are lazy. Can't the government can't just be giving handouts to people. All right. Even if they you are gotta, kids that were forced to be born by these archaic get, laws, but yeah, it's get a job, bullshit. baby, get a job, get, baby. Clarence Thomas what? got through hell. You said fucking, yeah. they don't can't they ain't walk got, yet. They ain't got baby sized boots anymore. Huh? When yeah. I was a baby, I had boots. They had straps on them. Get your baby boot straps up. Stop being a leech. Uh, so Peggy Noonan uh, brought this idea of the GOP using this as an opportunity to change themselves to become friendlier to women and babies. And like the whole panel openly laughed in their face, <laughs> yeah. which is really funny. Yeah, right. Marco, Ru Marco Rubio proposed a bill on this lines where it's like you get three months of maternity leave. Um, no paternity leave because real men don't stay home and take care of their no. kids, right? No, that's uh, gay, Mark. Taking care of yeah. your kids. That's woman's work. <laughs> yeah. So you get three months maternity leave, but you have to borrow it against your social security. So for every kid you have, you have to work another three months. But I'll probably, I'll probably charge you interest, so I imagine it'll be five months. Uh, so <laughs> you have three kids, you got to retire at 67. Um, <laughs> the, we talked about the, the reasoning of this, it, it, it being bullshit, these opinions, like... The Dobbs and Heller decisions, that's the, that's the anti-Roe case and the uh, handgun case. It wasn't just that they take away the states versus giving it to the states. Uh, states were different. They, they, they all, both opinions were framed in the terms of talking about history. And they talked about history in the exact opposite ways. They talked about how all, all of American's traditions of gun restrictions. And by the way, no one ever argued there was a private right of gun ownership in America in the Constitution until the 1960s. There's no record of it. No one proposed it. And it wasn't cemented as a, as a, as a constitutional right until 2005. It's a very new idea in America that everyone has an innate right to own a gun personally for, for any reason they want. And um, there's all tons, tons of history. America's been restricting guns. Like everybody, anybody seen Tombstone knows the fucking wider confiscated guns before you come into before you can come into town. Mm -hmm. This is not this is not. But they but they basically said ignore all that history. None of that history counts. It's got to be what the rule was in 1791 or whatever when the Bill of Rights was passed. And then with abortion, they completely ignored all of America's history with abortion and said that you that basically that's all on it. It's it, the I didn't know this until a couple of days ago. Ben Franklin wrote a children's textbook with a formula for an abortion in it. Yeah. And in the 1750s, it was a very popular book. There was no controversy about it. It was yeah. utterly routine because childbirth was super dangerous for of women. Of course. 
Yeah. And people uh, didn't yeah, but he was that. he was an OG though, man. Ben Franklin. Mm-hmm. Like he uh he, he was a yeah. real one, that guy. He probably learned it from French prostitutes, but probably. The, so but it's like the, the, we talked about but like it was very rare to criminalize abortion. People almost never got prosecuted for it, which is one of the reasons there were laws in the books because no one enforced them. And it's just the thing that pissed me off, there's another opinion dropped last week. A leader wrote the majority opinion. And he used a justification of a, uh, for his decision as a right to privacy, which they just completely evaporated. Right. And right. fucking, it's just these these people are such cynical morons that I find them infuriating. And it, we still like their approval ratings collapsed, which thank fucking God, because it's very American to like venerate this institution. Like it's oh, like, yeah. They're nine wise wizards who come down from right. the top and, and part us with their, it's like, they're fucking idiots. Yeah. <laughs> and they're destructive and malevolent. The current incarnation is destructive and malevolent and it's yeah. not going to stop. And like and democratic response is pathetic. Nancy Pelosi read a poem. The Biden mm, administration. That'll actually, do it. <laughs> the Biden administration actually had a pretty good response, but Biden didn't say it for some reason. He left it to Merrick Garland to talk about it. So no one fucking covered it. But he's basically saying that the FDA has approved drugs for treatment of, uh, of a lot of like, like a lot of the drugs are used for uh, uh, chemically induced abortions, which are pharmaceutical abortions, which is the most common type of abortion, are pre-approved for cross-label uses. And the states have no right to um, deny access to a drug that the federal government has approved as of right now. <laughs> it's going to be a right. Yeah. Give them time. Yeah. Yeah. And he also said that they can't, all these travel bans, this, this freedom of travel is in the constitution. You can't, there's no, you can't put, you can't restrict people's movement to other States for any fucking reason. And so they, they, they so you can't do that. So they, there, there is pushback along these fronts um, doing some of the stuff they could, they're not doing all the stuff they could, which pisses me off, but like they got to go harder and faster. Cause like this shit's going to keep getting worse and worse and worse. They are still waiting for a, a case to come down uh, I don't think it dropped today, but it's West Virginia versus the EPA, which is basically going to strip away the federal government's ability to regulate poison and air and water. Right. And that's the beginning of the end. I of the just don't get why. Who the fuck is in favor of that? Is it just like just like <laughs> corporate? Yeah, right. Money, profits. That's all it is. Like, well, you know how much more money we can make if we just let them dump the poison into the water? It's kind of a no brainer if you yeah. think about it, other than the fact that it's poison in water. Like, it it's just so the like everybody turning a blind eye to climate change saying it ain't real and everything and matt you can throw up a couple of comments we've gone long uh as far as but we had a lot to talk about but yeah if you got a couple of comments you can throw them up there matt um yeah but yeah i just don't like i i, I don't understand why any regular person is in favor of of you know something like that uh, regardless, like, why do you want to protect a corporation's right to pollute your drinking water? Everybody remember to like and subscribe and share and all that good stuff, all that good internet stuff. We got a couple minutes left, Matt. If you, uh, well, if you've cherry to answer your question, me. they're not worried about their drinking water because, right, environmental racism. We all know where the chemicals get dumped, they get dumped in poor people's areas and mm-hmm. uh, black people neighborhoods. Patrick Glanville um, says the media has a lot of blood on their hands. They let Trump skate in 2016 and grilled Hillary. Trump was real good for numbers. The Trump bump, right? That's what they call I it. I mean, they did grill him. It's just the pro- the, 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 the people that like Trump like the grilling. And also, it's it's hard Trump. It's hard to pin Trump down on a single act of wrongdoing because he does so fucking much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's an like, interesting strategy. <laughs> it does seem effective. Uh, Ed never... Says, other than death, is there any legal way to get rid of members of the Supreme Court? 
you could impeach them. They can be impeached. Yeah, right. Think about impeachment. It's a political process. You don't have to have a reason. You can just fucking do it. Um, if you want to write the political case against Clarence Thomas, it's really straightforward because he's extremely financially corrupt. His wife takes bribes for him to write decisions. Pretty, like she literally is a lobbyist. She's one's a one woman shop who just contracts lawyers to write amicus briefs to the Supreme Court for her husband to read, and she makes five times the amount of money he does doing that. That's patently corrupt. Also, she tried to overthrow the government. So, so it seems that. like, and he didn't recuse himself from cases where the, the Department of Justice was seeking text messages she would have been on. He literally covered, did a cover-up for his, for his wife from the Supreme Court, and nobody's going to do fucking shit about it. All in yeah. the game says, why is Peggy Noonan still a thing? Reagan's speech writer and a Wall Street Journal columnist for 30 years, so he just treat her like she has good ideas, mm. even though she's fucking stupid. They're all fucking stupid. Ashasha uh, three says twenty six states have trigger states and trigger laws. Probably sorry, Matt, I didn't say the end of that. And um, she said using her Herschel Walker math, at least twenty six states that abortion is legal. I Matt Herschel Walker must have said some other being fifty two states. I guess. <laughs> yeah. I, think that's the <laughs> I yeah. didn't hear that, but that checks out. Um, yeah. All right. Well, so we're about out of time, but this has been uh, great. You know, great, great. Uh, I do want to apologize for not getting to more comments, but like it was either it was choosing whether to not talk about. The Supreme Court sucking, being fucking stupid, or not talk about Trump throwing a cheeseburger. And that was Sophie's choice for me. So. Sure. No, <laughs> it's all right. It's all good. But yeah, um, yeah, thank you, Matt. So a reminder, go to TreyCrowder.com and get tickets. I'll be in Virginia the next couple of days. And then got some New England, upstate New York, Midwest dates coming up later on. So go to TreyCrowder.com and get your tickets. And if you want to support this program, Go to weeklyshoes.com slash more. Sign up on Patreon, $5 a month. Bonus episode, jee ha hoo have a good time. That's it. We'll be <laughs> back next week. See you, love you, bye.